Hello, ladies and fellas. Quick word of warning about today's episode. We're on the road, and we are using our road setup to record, and yo boy turned the the gain way up. So, sorry about that. All that to say, it's still going to be a great app. Uh, sounds not the worst, but just if you're wearing earphones, just maybe turn it down a couple of clicks just to be safe and then see, feel it out from there. All right. Okay, let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Florida Woman Podcast. I am your, I am your host and your king, and your god, Nathan Simpson, and the co-host, Kelsey Ann Wacker, who I've taken over. And this podcast, by the way, this is no longer the Florida Woman Podcast. This is the Midwestern Man Podcast because we need more of those. More of those are. I'm I'm taking this over. I'm rebranding. It's a complete rebrand. Kelsey Ann will speak when spoken to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Welcome. We're in Florida right now. Can you believe it? Can you believe we've made it all the way back to the homeland? It's beautiful outside. It's been, it's the summer in Florida, which Kelsey Ann warned me was going to be fucking weird. Yeah, fucked up. It's hot as a motherfucker. I can tell you that. It's hot. It's like walking outside feels like. Every day when I do it, it feels like when you do, you know, in elementary school when they do that, that little science project with when you line a shoebox full of aluminum foil. No, and it I like did. turns I went into to Florida a, schools. I don't know anything about this. It's a solar oven basically, and I you set it out on a hot that. day and it cooks food. That's what it feels like to walk outside. You never did that. We don't learn. We don't learn things. I don't know how to explain this to you anymore. I've <laughs> stated this things. on the pod. No, we don't. We don't learn anything in Florida. That's not, it's not part of the game. Did you ever do like a baking soda and vinegar volcano? Yeah, did we, we did do that. Okay. All right. See, so you learned one thing. Yeah. Baking soda and vinegar mm-hmm. make volcanoes. Cool. That's how volcanoes are formed. Mm. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's, did you, you never did another science experiment? Didn't you have chemistry class? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you do experiments in chemistry? No. No. I don't think so. What did you just watch cartoons? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and we did like science fair in that class, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. What did you do for your science oh, fair? Oh man, this is so embarrassing. I okay, listen. I didn't have any help. I was not one of those kids whose parents like did their homework or helped them with homework. There was no homework time. I was not being supervised. No one checked my homework. But okay? they didn't have to because you always made straight A's. Well, you were I did. I did. I'm just weirdo. saying, like, it's just embarrassing. Okay, I get to the I get to the class we're all gonna present, mm-hmm. and I realize that every everybody's project is it's beyond me. It's beyond my capabilities, and I start to get really fucking suspicious later that everyone's fucking parents did their science fair projects fucking for them. Of course they did. Or at the very least with them and told them exactly what to do. <laughs> of course they did. And that was news to me, you know. I don't even know if my parents knew I had a science fair project. Probably not, but you didn't tell them. Um, but so what I did was, because, yeah, I was a genius, um, I decided to try out different lipsticks. Okay. This is not a joke. Okay. And 
do an experiment about how long each one of them lasts. That's a, on the list. That's a perfectly legitimate science experiment. That's so embarrassing. I like Why honestly feel like crying. Because it's weird. It's a cry for help. <laughs> There's no scientific curiosity really present. I mean, I decorated my poster board very, very nicely. I'm it was sure you did. very aesthetically appealing, but I just didn't realize what, what other kids were doing. I didn't realize what was involved. But the thing is, you did it all on your own. And I guarantee you, all those other kids, their parents did their science project for them. That's like, it it's almost that like way. an unwritten rule. Like, right? that you have to, like, yeah. Everybody's parents, like, do, uh, like, 95% of the science fair project. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't, it, as a parent, like, I'm thinking into the future. Yeah. As a parent, I'd be like, no, fuck you, dude. Like, it's your science fair your project. homework, I know. Listen, I'll, help, I'll buy the poster board for you, yeah. but you got to do the experiment, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, I will help them with their homework <laughs> and stuff. But no, I'm no, like, no, no. They're on their own. The amount of work that parents put into the science fair project... It's like, it's more than any other school project. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what it is, but all the, all the parents come together. They really the come together. Fair. It's really more of a competition for them. And by the way, that is a perfectly legitimate experiment. Which makeup lasts the longest under daily use? That's practical you. too. You're going to come up with a, a useful result as well. Thank you. And I would like document if I ate or drank with it on and how that affected how it. How are you being so down or on if this? I this is to a totally legitimate experiment. On, and so maybe I was sweating a little. I don't know. I just was really embarrassed by it. I you, was embarrassed a lot. Most people look back on their childhood with rose-colored glasses. You have like <laughs> mud-colored sooty, <glasses>. dark, <laughs> yeah, scary glasses. No, I had an I had an okay childhood. Mud for sure. covered glasses, opaque glasses. We did glasses. have three gators in our back drainage pond. Was you it did? a pond pond? I'd say more of a drainage ditch. Sure. But um, yeah, there were three of them. Nice. And I knew them all by name. You had, you named them? I what named were their names? Oh, uh, I don't really remember. But one of them was the very creative, very ingenious Allie. Yeah, Ally the, the alligator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I even believe there was an owl. If I'm gonna remember was there an this. owl? An owl and an alley. <laughs> an Albert. And, then, and I don't know about the other one, but as you can see, as good. I've demonstrated, very creative, very curious, uh, very good at. These are these are these <laughs> disturbing soot-colored glasses coming know, out of you. You've been I so know. mean to your little kids. I know. Self. Well, I'm in my childhood bedroom. Uh, not childhood. That's not fair. My parents moved here like ten years ago, but. You know, it was like I was a teenager, I guess, kind of in a in a yeah. way in this in this bedroom. Anyway, whatever. Um, it's weird. It's having a weird effect on me. The weather in Florida is weird. You mentioned the heat, but you didn't mention the daily drenching, the the grim afternoon heavy thunderstorms. Heavy thunderstorms Listen, with the gray, gray like creeping it. clouds. I think it's cool. You know, the lightning is really pretty. I'll give you uh -huh. that. We ate at a restaurant last night, and my seat was facing. Uh, a 7-Eleven, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, very like fancy restaurant, but I was looking out at a 7-Eleven, yeah. and behind it, I really did get to see the most beautiful early evening sort of thunder and lightning show. It was like dinner and a show. Well, that reminds me, um, we are actually here, we're eating and drinking and festivating for the 4th of July, and yeah, which spending a week with Kelsey and his family. Happened. Yeah, it did happen, <laughs> and it was really fun, right, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
we, Bayfront um, in Sarasota had really, really beautiful fireworks. Yeah, we grilled out. It was it was dope. We went down to the Bayfront and we saw like a Sarasota put on a great fireworks show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could also see, given our vantage point, because we were on the coast, you could look up and you could see the Siesta Key fireworks. Mm-hmm. But above them, like far off in the distance, there was a big thunderhead and there was a lightning storm going on too. So we got like three different like fireworks shows all happening at once and a big lightning storm. It was really cool. Yeah. Do you remember during that during that uh, fireworks show, there was like a plane, like a plane oh. coming from a local airport that <gasps> flew right through the fireworks. I, I don't know so if it was on purpose or not, guy. but like, it was crazy, right? It was crazy. It was to wild. To me, it seemed purposeful. It seemed like a daredevil pilot. And we're not talking about like a jet plane. We're talking about like a little like personal aircraft. You yeah. know what I mean? Through the fireworks. Literally Cannot in the middle of the fireworks. <laughs> There was a firework that exploded, I mean... Right next to the wing. So yeah. close. I don't know. Is a firework enough to, like, knock a plane off course or, like, damage it? I'd be so curious to know that. I don't know. I don't know either. But either way, it was a really fun time. A lot of Colombians there. Yeah. Dude. I just... South Americans love the 4th of July. I just want to love my country as much as a Latin American does on the 4th of July. That's all <laughs> that's all I want. I just want to have enough love from for the US of A that that you know rivals a Mexican on the 4th of July. Like a Colombian tourist hanging yeah. out. Yeah, hanging they out. They love in an it and town. it makes me so happy. Yeah. And I I love it through their eyes well, and I'm babe. like, "You know what? This is fucking great actually." You, I, get, it, I get really patriotic after this that. This is your choice. You could you could do that every day if you wanted to. I know. Why they don't d- you? No, no, I do. I do love my country. I'm just saying, like know. they go hard, and I don't they see. Do go hard. I don't see white people going as hard as. Well, people I don't think you're Latin looking persuasion. very closely. No, I'm. I think this is a theme. You think the Fourth of July on like Daytona Beach is any less raucous than the like random families from from like Bogota who are hanging out next to us on the Fourth of July? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You don't think so? I, I bet you rednecks go hard for the 4th of July. I think they do. It's just, you know, I... In fact, while I was doing research for this episode, they, I've encountered several of them who blew their own hands off with fireworks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me about them. Absolutely. Well, no, they, I didn't select them because it's too run-of-the-mill. It's too mundane. Right. You know, that's happening Florida about it. No, exactly. That's happening at the Lake of the Ozarks as well. Sure, sure. Yeah, and actually, I've been to the Lake of the Ozarks on the 4th of July, and I can tell you there's some, there's some big, fat, white boys with sunburns going real hard for the 4th of July. It's you, just, uh, you, you know... You really wanted to prove me wrong, listeners. I don't know if you want to rewind back and... You sort of want to get into the nitty-gritty of our relationship. You can sort of hear fights if you listen closely. <laughs> and there's recorded proof, too. So that's what's cool about a, a, a couple doing a podcast that's together. That's right. Yes. That's right. It's called creating tension, I, I wanted to say something specific that I do believe is true, and that is that Hispanic people in the U.S. go so fucking crazy for the 4th of July. They love it. They love fireworks. They love their families grilling out. They love just what it represents. They're they're always wearing the colors. They're always flying the flags. And I'm like, "Eh," you know? Well, yeah. So I'm looking at that going, oh, my God, that is cool. Well, that's because we're like shit for brains, coastal elites. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. I will agree with you. We read too many fucking books. And now we're all like, well, actually, "Mm, the country is like not founded nicely. God, that's annoying. Okay, I'm going to tell you a Florida, a, I mean, a 4th of July adjacent Florida woman Go story. for it, babe. So, 
days after incident, Deland woman realizes she was shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. Wait. <laughs> so, a Deland woman celebrating with friends at a cafe on July 4th felt something strike her leg and days later learned it was a bullet. Oh my God. A police photo shows the victim, Heather Charlebois, sitting at Cafe Da Vinci at about 10.30 p.m. They're really painting the scene here. Uh-huh. Um, so this was last year. She felt something hit her leg and she had a visible injury, but she thought she was hit by a stray firework until Wednesday when she went to the hospital for treatment. Doctors found a 38 caliber bullet lodged four centimeters deep in her thigh. Oh my God. And so close to her femoral artery that they wouldn't remove it. Oh my God. Yeah. Four centimeters is over an inch. Yeah. That's crazy. She said, it's just crazy, you know? It's kind of surreal and cool and not cool. And it made me mad and it made me laugh. And it hurts all the time. And there's a lot of burning inside my leg. And the bruise, the bruise hurts really bad. That was such a funny stream of consciousness. <laughs> Every second she's realizing again how she's feeling and just saying it out loud. No, no funny. It's beautiful. I got to ask you. Uh-huh. Is she, is she a great big fat person? No, she's not. She's I will not? show you a picture of her leg. Look, this is her leg where the bullet wound is and the bullet is still lodged. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, how the fuck do you not notice something like this? Because that's insane. It's crazy. But honestly, looking at the wound, it's real clean. It is, isn't it? It doesn't look like it probably bled too much. It like looks like it pierced and just burrowed. Yeah. I would also think that that was a firework. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? That's like in Forrest Gump when... Um, when <laughs> And you know that scene he's getting shot up in Vietnam and he's like, something bit me. Yeah, she that's that's her right now. That's Heather. Dude, Heather. And then she made sure to say, well, police are now trying to figure out who fired a gun in the area, right? But she <laughs> yeah. made sure to say, I'm not anti-gun, I'm anti-idiot carrying gun. That's what I was saying. It's mm -hmm. Florida. It could be anybody. Mm -hmm. It could be anyone. So if there were like a thousand people in the surrounding, in, in the like radius around her, that it could be any of those thousand people. Little kids, toddlers, grandmas, you know, the front, you're the mailman. It could have been anybody. It really could have been. It really could have been. Dogs anyway. sometimes uh, fire guns now at owners. Remember, we did a Florida <laughs> man true. like that. That's true. Okay, you want to switch off? I do. Let me do my Florida man. Mm -hmm. Mine's real quick. Also 4th of July adjacent. Uh, this happened on the 4th of July, I think, two years ago. Two Florida pilots were booked, arrested and booked after leading a helicopter and Air Force jet chase through the sky on the 4th of July. Andre Morais and Daniel Oliveira, both employees of a South Florida aerial advertising company, were spotted by a police helicopter flying like crazy. The report <sighs> says they flew dangerously close to a beach, a bridge, a cruise ship, and a police helicopter before being finally being stopped. The pilots also didn't have their radar transponders on and didn't make contact with air traffic controllers as they're required to do. Oh, what the fuck, guys? After six hours of questioning, authorities determined that they were not terrorists. But they were going absolutely fucking bananas. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so it was kind of like the thing we saw. It was just guys flying into air uh, fireworks shows. Yes, and I have to I have to clarify. This happened. This did not happen in Florida, but the two pilots were Florida men. Ah, oh, fuck. This happened Giving off of one of our favorite name. places in what? Rockaway, Queens. No. Yes, this happened over Rockaway Beach. 
Damn. But they brought their Floridian wackadoo fucking <laughs> zany adventures all the way up to New York with them. That's right. That's right, baby. Aww. Which is, New York is the wrong place to be flying an aircraft outside of the bounds yeah, of jurisdiction. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. You might want to go somewhere else for that. I don't know, Ohio. You might want to go, I don't know, Maine. Literally anywhere, anywhere besides, besides where 9-11 happened. Yeah, That's a good I'd way say. to get shot down by fucking, <laughs> fucking fighter jets. I'd say leave, leave New York alone and leave D.C. alone. And you can, you know, you fly into whatever kind of... Turn on your radar transponders. <laughs> Talk to air traffic control, guys. It's not that hard. Oh, man. So I have like a Florida, a couple of Florida facts for you. Oh, yeah? That involve the law. The Florida law. That's right. What law, baby? Law and order. Ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Oh, have you heard that one? No. Yeah. I, that's pretty good. I can't, still can't believe White Claw has become the ubiquitous, like, frat boy drink. Dr I was just going to say that is a very macho so funny. slogan. It's so funny. They were created for girls, guys. I don't know if you know this. But, like, yeah, it took over from Natty Light, and now, like, they're yeah, all crushing let, White let Claws all day long. Claw. It's good. It's good. Well, you know, they're kind of basically children still, so it has that fruity appeal, you know? Yeah, totally. I, I don't even, I, you know, frat boys might not like beer yet, really. The I taste buds, I don't think they're, they not, do. they're not evolved. But they neither do their grown-up counterparts either. You don't think so? No. When I was a lifeguard at a country club where all these like grown-up frat boys would hang out, and they literally, okay, one time the bartender walked, he had to like go away from the pool bar to like go restock something. And these guys, literally, I'm talking about like 50-year-old men. Climbed, With like net worths that are probably in the millions, Seven right? figures, eight figures yeah. maybe. And they climbed over, they literally clambered over the bar and started raiding the bar like children, like while the, while the bartender was gone. And I was like, okay, they're going to be pulling down top shelf bottles. They're going to be cracking like champagne. Yeah, no. some scotch. No, it was Bud Light. They were just ransacking the Bud Light. Oh, for fuck's sake, dude. Their taste is like shit. Rich people have shit taste. They have shit taste. We've Listen, said this before. Yes, Whispering Angel. I don't yeah. know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. That's what all the billionaires drink at those fucked up weddings that you cater. Yes, the billionaires love Whispering Angel Rosé. Bottom shelf, It's about guys. $14 a bottle. Bottom shelf. And that's and overcharging, too. It. And they yeah. love it, and they only drink that. And that that's at every billionaire's wedding that... And I've been to quite a few. Yeah. And when I was, I did the auto show, this like really luxury historic auto show in Newport, Rhode Island mm -hmm. one year. And a similar thing happened. We were closing down the event. Mm -hmm. It was near the end. So the guests were pretty sauced. Yeah. And we were breaking down the bar and everything. And I think I was taking trash out. So I had to walk all the way across the, we were at, I think the Breakers, which is like a yeah. Vanderbilt estate, right? Yeah. And I was taking the trash out way on the other side of the mansion. And by the time I got back, these fucking clowns, these billionaire clowns were raiding my bar and stealing bottles. Yeah. That I'm going to have to be for. accountable for now. Yeah. And they're going to be like, um, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, are you how just come there's several thousand dollars of merchandise missing? missing. And it was exactly like missing. you said. They didn't even go for like Tito's or anything. They no. went for like Stella Artois and Whispering yeah. Angel and like a bottle of like the shittiest like tequila that we had. Yeah. 
I mean, it was nonsense. I was Shit like, what is sucks. going on with you guys? Absolutely. And they were so entitled to it, too. They were like, oh, and they thought they were being so cute and funny. And well, like, yeah. Ew. Like, imagine, they didn't think for a second that it might cost you several thousand dollars. Yeah. Like, you're personally liable for all that shit. Yeah, it was bullshit. And even if they did, they were like, ah, it's only a few grand. You know what I mean? They're I fucking billionaires. They I don't know. care. But they don't have good taste either. No, they don't. They don't. Anyway. Um, so, so the Florida law. The law. Lawyers. The law. Law, lawyers? Is that how law, you say that's it? That's how my dad says it. My dad grew up with a southern accent. And he trained himself out of it, but he still can't pronounce the word lawyer correctly. He says liar. 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 Um, so it is illegal to roll a barrel down the street in Pensacola, Florida. Fuck. If you're caught rolling a barrel down the street in Pensacola, you will be fined handsomely. It is illegal. If you're caught. If you're caught. If you're caught. And apparently this dates to prohibition. You know. Yeah. Just no, no mysterious barrels rolling. Yeah, what are you doing through with the, the barrel? Town. What's in the barrel? What's in the barrel, sir? You can't have barrels no. here. Okay, here's another one. Definitely can't roll them. The the punishment for horse theft in the state of Florida currently, mm-hmm. 2022, mm-hmm. is listed as death by hanging. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. If you steal a horse, you can legally be hanged. Hung. And the, Florida still does capital punishment. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. So you literally could be hanged uh-huh. if you go rustling horses, mm-hmm. which you shouldn't fucking do. It is also illegal to sell it's oranges in Miami Beach. To sell oranges in you, Miami you Beach. Can, you can peddle a lot of things on the beach in Miami Beach. You can't sell oranges? Oranges is not one of those things. That's so bizarre. I wonder why. You can sell why. E. You can sell Coke. You can sell... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> babies. I don't know. I don't know what's yeah. going on. You cannot sell oranges. It Endangered is wildlife you can sell. Uh, yeah. I wonder yeah. why, Exotic I wonder why oranges. Like, what's the precedent for that? I couldn't find out. But it's a section seven. It's section 70-5 of Miami's ordinances. <laughs> Miami Police Department comes and like puts their knee on your neck because you're handing out oranges on yeah. Miami Beach. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's happened. To put their fucking knee on their neck. Oh, yeah, you get tased. Okay, um, men... Cannot wear strapless gowns in public in the state of Florida. Okay. Try me. No tube tops. Well, I don't know. Let's it doesn't put say that tube to the tops. Test. It says strapless gown. Let's put that to the test. Okay. You have a strapless gown. I do. Uh, you can you can press your luck. Yeah. They can't Fuck stop you from me. wearing another style of gown, but but no. Men. A gown with straps. A gown with straps is fine. Quinceanera dress. Yes, that's fine. You can go out. You can wear that. It's heavy. It's going to be heavy, though. Strapless gown? You've seen those dresses. Too risque. Way too risque. I don't want to see a man's upper chest and armpit crease. I don't want to risk the armpit crease. Which is funny because you could legally walk around with no shirt on. Yes, you can. But not a strapless gown. No, sir. Have some some decency. That's right. Have some propriety. Sure. Yeah. Be a lady. Sure. Just be a lady. Yeah. Be a lady about Um, it. In Tampa. Yes. It is illegal to eat cottage cheese after 6 p.m. on a Sunday. As it should be. Because cottage cheese is the an devil's abomination. food. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. So I don't understand where that one comes from. And I you think don't someone's have making to, a joke. You don't have I to. I think it's all a joke. You cannot tie your elephant to a parking meter without paying a parking fee. Now, that's interesting. 
Yeah. Given that well, it's probably what we know about, days. yeah, exactly. Given yeah. what we know about, um, s like Southwest Florida's circus tradition, uh -huh. they probably did at one point try and tie an elephant to a parking meter without paying for it. Sure, and they were like, uh uh, uh, -uh. ma'am, that elephant is a vehicle in in certain ways. You ride here on the elephant, <laughs> you pay the parking toll. That's right. End of story. And that, yeah. So those are some weird Florida laws that are still in effect. And I like that. You I like never that. know what you're going to get arrested for here in this sunshine state. Exactly. I was going to say, we often cover the Florida crimes that are that are strange or off the wall, but we never have covered the offbeat Florida laws. I know. It goes both ways. It does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Doesn't Crime it? and punishment. Do you want to hear my Florida facts? I do. I dug it up for you. I got curious. I was like, who's the fam most famous visual artist from Florida? Oh, I was just like, okay, what, what does Florida contribute to the national conversation? <laughs> hey, we talked now. about, it. no, seriously, I mean it. Like, what, what is the imprint that Florida leaves on the culture of the United States? We talked about music. We talked about all the different musicians that come out of Florida. And it's got, like, an insanely vibrant and interesting musical community and tradition. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, okay, let's extend that into visual art. Like, what's going on in the visual art scene down here? Who is the most famous painter from Florida? And I saw all these different painters, like, you know, from the 19th century onwards all the way into the modern era, and there's all kinds of, like, different schools, like, there's, you know, romanticism, and then into modern art, and into, like, postmodern art, and then into, you know, figure painting, sculpture, all this kind of stuff. But then I found him. I found the most famous and influential painter, maybe the most famous and influential American painter ever, is from Florida. None other than Bob fucking Ross from The Shut Joy of Painting. Up. Absolutely not. I will not. You I can't make me. I didn't know that. He's from Daytona Beach. He lived in Florida and he died in Orlando. Wow. Bob Ross, national treasure, American hero, and icon is a Florida, Florida man. man. Wow, Bobby. Yes. Oh, I'm so heartened to hear that. He's the fucking man. The joy of painting. I mean, the joy of painting's the best, right? It changed people's lives. Now, here's what I will say. I, I don't mean to be controversial. I really am not trying to be controversial. I'm going to crack a sparkling water right now. Bob Ross's paintings are not the best paintings. I don't want to talk to you anymore. His landscapes, I, I find them a little bit... Flat. Repetitive. Repetitive. Flat, mm -hmm. yes. But... Guess how much that matters? Absolutely none. Because he brought the joy of creativity, the joy of painting, into the homes of millions and millions and millions of people. And that's the true legacy. And right the there. real, the, yeah, exactly. The real gift that he shared, besides like introducing people to the ability of painting, like teaching, saying, hey, listen, you don't have to be Rembrandt. Mm -hmm. You can fucking, you yourself. You know, second grade teacher. Look at this. I'll show you how to make a mountain. Exactly. Boom. You can just... Look. Look at that mountain. Doesn't it look like a mountain? Bam. How about that? And I'm sure like what that what that says to me, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I never watched it when it was on. Yeah. But it's it's all about confidence building. It's all about True. like exactly. you think that this is something that you can't do, think again. You can do exactly. it. Exactly. I'll teach you how it can be easy for you. Yeah. Now, is that him bringing his paintings? into people's lives not necessarily it's him bringing himself into people's lives i agree he he was such a like figure he was such a warm exactly. presence exactly in our living rooms yeah but yeah bob motherfucking ross 
that beautiful smiling man uh, was a Florida man after all. That's that's really wonderful. You know, I heard a story about like talking about his personality being his true gift mm -hmm. and the real thing that like he contributed to the the public good. Um, he apparently, I, I heard the story about him. He apparently was in Vietnam. He was in the military, mm. and. I think he was, was it that he was a drill instructor? I don't know. Anyway, basically he had such horrible like anger issues in the military and he was constantly screaming all day long that he had this moment with himself where he was like, listen, I'm done with that. I'm putting that behind me. I don't ever want to be that guy again. And I'm going to focus on being calm and cool and happy no and way. bringing happiness to other people. No way. Yeah, exactly. And that's what caused him to become this guy who had this TV show and showed everybody how to paint. I find that it's rare that someone is just born a certain way and then uses that way to help others or to show show the way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. And I find that it's it's actually more common that someone was born and had to overcome a part of their personality, had yeah. to teach themselves a lesson, had to... I don't know, go through a tragedy, and then that person that they became on the other side is really the, the legacy or the gift, or that's yeah. why how they became a great teacher or whatever. Exactly. I often find it works more that way. And I also I wonder if it's because if you're born with it, you don't realize how special it is. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, it's it's maybe even more impactful to have gone down a different path and make a decision to turn back. You know? Yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, like, it's not interesting or special if you're just born with it and yeah. you just do it naturally. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can't reach the depths of emotional intelligence that you would if you if you go through adversity and then become a, yeah. a different person. Yeah. Yeah. There right, you go. Guys. Bob Ross. Okay, guys. One last little segment that we have for you. And this is brought to you especially by one of my best friends. Uh, his name is Peter. His mom, Julie. Shout out to Julie. Um, shared an article with us, which was an obituary. She made us aware that apparently in Florida, there is somewhat of a tradition of writing snarky, mean-spirited obituaries for shitty family members who are deceased. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd like to share with you, and uh, this is from First Coast News. It was an obituary that was published in the Florida Times Union about a man who lived and died in Jacksonville, Florida. So I'm gonna read that to you now. Here it is. Lawrence H. Pfaff Sr. was born in Belmont, New York on April 16, 1941. He passed away on June 27, 2022 in Jacksonville, living a long life, much longer than he deserved. He is survived by his three children, no, four, oops, five children. Well, as of 2022, we believe there is one more that we know about, but there could be even more. Oh my God. His love was abundant when it came to himself, but for his children, it was limited. From a young age, he was a ladies' man and an abusive alcoholic, solidifying his commitment to both with the path of destruction he left behind, damaging his adult children and leaving them broken. Lawrence Sr.'s hobbies included abusing his first wife and children. Mm. He loved to start projects, but never followed through on any of them. He enjoyed the life of a barfly for many years and had a quaint little living space, studio, above his favorite hole in the wall, the club Nashville. Lawrence Sr. did spend over 20 years in the NYPD, but even his time in service was negligent at best. Because of his alcohol addiction, his commanding officer took away his gun and badge, replacing them with a broom until he could get his act together. 
Lawrence Sr. did claim to be clean and sober for over 30 years, but never worked any of the 12 steps, including the 8th and 9th steps with his children making amends. He possesses no redeeming qualities for his children, including the ones he knew and the quote-unquote ones he knew about. Mm. It will be challenging to miss Lawrence Sr. because he was narcissistic. He was incapable of love. Lawrence Sr.'s passing proves that evil does eventually die. And it marks a time of healing, which will allow his children to get the closure they finally deserve. Lawrence Sr. can be remembered for being a father to many and a dad to no one. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> this fucking guy deserved it. Yeah, this guy was a bad motherfucker. He Congratulations just... to those children for keeping a sense of humor about it. Seriously, Good there are just these guys out there who just live their entire life and all they no do is to fuck up the lives of everyone around them. I know. <laughs> Create more life so that they can fuck it up further. Yeah. Yeah, insane. But I loved, I mean, I just loved that we got we got this obituary sent into us. Yes, and now, more of those. If anyone please. finds any of those, send them in. We want to read them on the pod. Definitely. Julie, thank you so much for sending that in. Peter, thank you for sending that our way guys definitely keep sending those in we love them <laughs> we're so gonna funny do to me i love a bitchy obituary it's a, too an good obituary yeah, yeah. tch yeah. an obituary we're gonna keep finding more and more and more of those and we're we're definitely this is not the last one we're gonna be reading out loud we may have one every week from now on but yeah send it send them our way and that goes for everything else too if you find a cool florida man you find a cool florida story or a florida fact you want us to talk about on the pod send it to us we're on instagram at floridawoman.pod you can email us at floridawoman.pod at gmail.com and you can also if you're interested you can find our patreon at patreon.com slash floridawomanpod that's patreon.com slash floridawomanpod okay um, without further ado, um, goodbye. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next week. We'll Catch you in the next episode, guys. Later. Bye.